0: Well
1: yeah, no, dude, you do you. Everybody clap your hands, clap, clap, clap your hands. To the right Everybody. now. To the left. Now, now to the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop. One this time. hop this time. <laughs> two hops this time. I, I legitimately hate that song. Like
2: a <laughs> lot. Ian, I'm afraid I'm gonna have to revoke your white person card then. Fine? <laughs> I don't want I, right now. I don't want to. I don't want to be associated with those
1: people. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> so afraid. should we keep that in the podcast or cut I'm that afraid, out? Man,
3: I'm, a, I'm afraid you have no choice, sir. <laughs> you, sir, are white. <laughs> I'm unfortunately, very unfortunately, your test results have come back positive for whiteness.
1: Oh, man. <laughs> what do I do? They're racist, I thought.
3: Well, uh, with Blanco treatment, positivo. you can't overcome this. <laughs> you can't overcome this with treatment. <laughs> uh, might I suggest that you go home and uh, listen to all of the R&B music that you can get your hands on. Okay. Uh, most notably, anything uh Anything with an artist whose first name is Lil. <laughs> <laughs>
0: little Johann Sebastian Bach. So, I haven't heard of him,
3: but I heard he's really dope. I heard wait, his, I heard his flows are dope.
0: What about
1: little Dickie?
3: Now, uh, Lil Dicky? Now, uh, Lil Dicky. He's that's Jewish. Good. That's that's that's. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna allow that one. I'm okay. gonna allow that one. Okay.
1: Because
3: uh, because he hangs out with Snoop. He does. He
1: does. He I, I remember that video. That was a good video i'm
2: one on. all right <laughs> you must also you must also make love make sweet sweet passionate love the beautiful sounds of barry white or lou Rawls, preferably both and
3: I'm... also while it is softly snowing outside
0: <laughs> it's june In the wrong month for that
3: well then you're just gonna have to wait
0: Or go to Australia. Or or
3: you know, you just get like one of those artificial snow machines and just set it up on top of your roof. You just need to be able to see the snow through your window. (laughs) That's the important part. It Mm -hmm. needs to be seen through the window. Through the window. While you're making love. Through the wall.
1: Okay, Sean, why don't you introduce the podcast?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start the show now. (laughs) <laughs> what's up listeners you're catching yet another episode of the just catching up podcast i'm your host sean and you are tuning into the podcast where me and the jcu crew get together to just catch up um, now on spotify every... <laughs> yeah 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 you you you, you, you silence you you you. sign a I...
0: spotify exclusive
1: right here no it's not spotify exclusive it's just on there Now, each and every episode,
3: one or more of us will bring a topic of discussion, which all of us will do a deep dive into our thoughts, opinions, and possibly Ian's most dark, perverted fantasies. I'd like to introduce today's guests. Uh, Today's guest being Ian.
1: Hi, we are not diving into my dark, perverted fantasies.
3: All right, then today's guest also being Nathan. Hi, we might dive into mine. And lastly, but certainly not least,
2: Uh, Today's guest, Jim. What's up, fam? And for the record, you are always welcome into my deep, depraved mind. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) That's right. So now that we know
3: all the parties involved, uh, we can (laughs) uh, go ahead and jump into today's topic, which is, if I can word this properly, Mm -hmm. uh, your favorite article of fictional media that you would like to see become a television show. Everybody everybody clear on that? Yes. yes. Or movie? So it does now it doesn't have to be a movie. It doesn't have to be uh, uh, it doesn't have to be a movie, it can be anything. It can be a movie, it can be uh, a video game,
2: it can be uh a musical or opera. I, I just meant like to be made into a television show or movie.
1: I think we're or just thinking, no, prefer,
2: preferably a television show. I like the idea of the television show format. Mm-hmm. Fair
3: enough.
1: Uh, we're thinking so, like something that can be picked up by uh, Netflix or Amazon or, yeah, or yeah. Something. HBO. Yeah.
3: <laughs> or or a major network. Fair enough.
1: Th- those don't exist anymore.
3: Those 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 will exist for as long as they have on this earth to exist. Not very long, not, not much longer, not much longer, but no. they, they still they still exist. They, they still exist. We can We can't discriminate against the, the networks. We can discriminate against everyone else, but not the networks. Right. Now so like I was saying it doesn't have to be a movie. It could be uh, anything. It could be it could be a, tele- be a uh, video game. it could be a, a book. It could be a, a radio show. It can be a comic book. it can be uh, a newspaper article. So it long can. as it's an opera. So long as yeah, as, as pre- preferably an opera. Opera. I, w- I want to hear all your favorite operas that you want to turn into television shows. Let's let's go, Nathan. Nathan, what's your favorite opera? Let's go.
0: Well, my favorite recent opera is the adaptation of David Cronenberg's *The Fly* as an opera. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah,
1: you're gonna have to repeat that. <laughs>
0: there is uh, *The Fly* opera. I don't believe it stars Jeff Goldblum. I believe it probably stars some opera singer. Well, that's
2: the first problem with it. It doesn't star Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, but it needs to star Jeff Goldblum. Uh, uh, uh,
0: I, I uh, do uh, know what uh, one think point uh, the uh, output, uh, I think
2: it should star Jeff Goldblum. The
0: soprano belts out the, the lyrics. And you know me with the lyrics. But this one's pretty good. Be afraid. <laughs> be very afraid <laughs> is the so tagline.
3: So, so someone sings the
2: tagline.
0: Yes. <laughs> in well, operatic form.
2: Sean, it's an opera. They sing almost everything. Be well, not afraid, be very
1: <laughs> afraid.
2: No, no I thought he said it was a soprano. No,
0: it's, 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 it's... There you go.
2: There you go. You're welcome. That's yeah. <laughs> More or less give me a weird look now. <laughs> it was a little pitchy.
0: But, uh, well, you know, I'm not a soprano. I do think adapting that as a TV series would be odd, since it was already a movie. But.
1: Well, we get to, if it does do a TV series, we get to see the scene where the guy literally pulls his own face off. Who's seen the sequel? Who's seen the sequel?
0: I have nope. not seen the sequel. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's, I you know
3: did. What? That's going to be a two-parter. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I haven't even seen the original.
0: <laughs> it's my claim to fame. The guy who wrote the music for the sequel, The Fly 2, mm-hmm. I used
1: to live in his house. You did what now? I used to live in his house. Oh, live in his house. I didn't. I didn't hear the rest of it. I thought you I
2: thought said story involved in this somewhere. I would very much like to know about in the future.
3: <laughs> so wait, so he used to live where exactly?
0: Well, he he is a famous film composer, so he owns two at least two houses and rents one of them out to aspiring film. Mm-hmm. That's pretty interesting.
2: So how did you get involved wait. with that then?
0: Um, I
1: kidding, kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm actually genuinely
1: curious how did you get involved with that i would like to know (laughs) the story
0: literally just uh i knew a guy who had lived there a few years before and he said just email his assistant and i emailed his assistant and then a few months later i lived in his house okay
1: that's interesting (laughs) this it's
0: not as
3: not as interesting as i as i wanted it to be i wanted it to be something along the lines of like you you emailed his assistant and then she and enlisted and you into some kind of experiment where oh yeah you know, all that spliced true. your DNA with some sort of insect, possibly a fly, and you turned into a half man half fly creature that like John, living in his house. Yeah, that's so yeah, unoriginal,
2: man. Sean. What's wrong with you? That's so unoriginal. Well, I mean, that's
3: that sounds uh, more probably, like the premise of a television. <laughs> show. Uh, that
2: mean, sounds like more like the
3: president the premise of a television show. It's like you get turned into opposite. a fly. And then you get to live in this house, and then it's the adventures of you living in this house as a half-man, half-fly.
1: Yeah, it sounds more like a, a <laughs> movie that was made in the 30s that was then remade into a film in the 80s starring Jeff Goldblum.
0: And then remade into an opera in the 2010s. Yes. Which is which is now being remade into a television show by us. Such okay, is life. Such so what life. would be the main
1: plot line? Because I feel like the whole him transforming into a fly was kind of the big deal, is this like a, um, a Kafka's metamorphosis situation? Does he do it multiple uh, times? It's or?
0: episodic. He turns into a different insect every episode. Oh, that's sweet.
1: <laughs> 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 okay, so it's quantum leap for bugs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, boy. I like this. He has a
3: special um, sidekick now. His sidekick is a spider. Uh-huh.
0: Oh,
2: so, and dude. It's about time somebody made Spider-Boy. <laughs> and, the psych, and the psychic always wants to eat him
3: because he's a different insect every episode. But he, the, the drama of the episode, each episode, is him trying to keep the spider from eating him whilst also trying to solve whatever insect problems that the particular insect that he transformed into had. You know, like, maybe he has to solve some kind of insect murder. Or, you know, maybe he has to heal some insect relationship. You know, they're, they're, there's a broken marriage between the two crickets, and he has to, you know, heal that, heal that bond there. I like it. It's powerful drama.
2: So it's like reality TV, then? No, it's it's Quantum <laughs>
1: Leap, only it's
3: insects.
2: Wait, wasn't there Did already... Did you ever
3: see
1: Quantum Leap? <laughs> yes. Wasn't there already an 80s TV show like like uh, Beast Man or something? Like a guy who could transform into animals, except we're doing that show except for insects now.
0: Yeah, and, and every single time he transforms into an insect, it's an experiment with teleportation gone wrong. And ideas you'd think he'd hmm. learn after the first time, but he does he very they much. Never do. They never do. They never
3: do. Maybe they wipe He's... his memory after each. Well, episode. Well, you made
0: me or... think of uh, Ian. Was the nineteen eighties George R R Martin show? You know which one I'm talking about? No. Beauty you mean the, the
3: Beauty Beast. and the Beast? Yeah. yeah. Oh
0: yeah. <laughs> the, yeah one with, uh,
3: the one with the one with the dude, uh, Ron Perlman. Ron yeah. Perlman. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that guy looks so cool, and that 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 makeup was so awesome. It was so I'm perfect.
1: I don't remember. Because there was an 80s TV show, I'm, I'm guessing the comment section is going to be all over this, where there was, it, like, it only lasted like a season, but it was some sort of a show where a guy could actually turn into animals. It was an 80s TV show and it didn't last very long. You mean Manimal? Manimal, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and you could we could call this uh, this opera turned TV show Minsect. Minsect.
1: Eh based off of the movie the fly i like it so we've got a movie from the 30s that was roughly based off of kafka's metamorphosis remade into a movie from the 80s remade into an opera from 2010 now being made into a tv series yes 2020 such is life this this has been like uh uh this has been like a human centipede of of weird oh. adaptation. <laughs> Why do you gotta bring <laughs> that up? To a human centipede. That, that's the
0: spin-off. <laughs>
2: oh. oh, you guys are gross.
1: Uh, that know. movie
2: exists.
1: <laughs> and it has a sequel. It has two sequels.
2: <laughs> Which is just even sadder for humanity.
3: Yeah. We could spin this off into like a whole like freaking insect man hybrid universe. Uh.
2: All right, so now we are are we going to go into the uh, details of Human Centipede, the series? Is that going to be the next no, topic? No, 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 <laughs> no. I think no. The, less
3: said of, the less said about that right now, the better. Well, who should go
0: first with our uh, actual uh, ideas of adaptation? That yes, wasn't an actual, actual idea. Really I Wait, thought that was, that was solid.
1: <laughs> We've been going for 13 minutes, and you didn't propose an actual idea. That was <laughs> solid. I thought that was a good idea.
0: Yeah, well, we riffed on it for a while, but no, that's not my actual idea.
1: <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Ian, what's your idea then? All right, so my, mine's a bit more, like, straightforward. Um, so who remembers the movie, and I'm not going to tell you any details, who remembers the movie next?
3: Nope. You mean no. the one with... Uh, uh uh God Nicholas Cage? Yes, that one. Oh, God. God. Yes, right. I remember that. It, wasn't it what that's the movie that ended where it was technically all a dream?
1: Uh sort of, not really. Kind of. No it wasn't all a dream, it was a premonition. So, okay, here's here's the thing. I saw like the problem is the movie next in 2007 played out like your standard Nicolas cage action film that's all it was it was just a Nicolas cage action film except that the entire premise of the film i think would better suit a television series than just a one-off action film that uh everyone probably got together made a little bit of money off of and then moved on with their lives
3: Cause... okay let me set this up then for everybody who doesn't know oh yeah <laughs> all Right. so so the movie next is about Nicolas cage who plays a magician Nicholas Cage no. has some yes, no. He plays a magician; uh, that's his day job. Uh, However,
0: IMDB, I have, which I have open right now, yeah.
3: he... Our, he well, let me see. Vegas let me, Let me see if I get it right. I want to, I want to make sure I get it right. Yeah. So he's he's a Las Vegas magician, but he has a superpower, and his superpower is that he can see two minutes into the future, and then he can use that information to basically prevent things from happening to himself. But he has some kind of a vision about this girl, and he goes and he finally meets this girl, and for some reason they get involved with some kind of a terrorist plot to set off a nuclear bomb. How close am I on this?
1: Yeah, you're, you're pretty much spot on so far.
3: <laughs> okay, and then they find, the, they find the nuclear, or no, 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 no. They, the terrorists capture the girl, Nicolas Cage has to go save the girl, He saves the girl, but he finds out that the terrorists got away and they set off the nuclear bomb. But then at the end, it turns out that they didn't set off the nuclear bomb because all of this was actually a premonition because Nicolas Cage can somehow now see more than two minutes into the future. He can
1: When he's with Jessica Biel, he has the ability to see more than two minutes into the future. We're not really sure how far forward. We just know it was at least a week. So he used his ability to look a week into the future and go, oh, I know where the bomb's going off. And then he contacts the FBI and goes, hey, feds, I know where the bomb's going to go off. And then they go, great. And then everyone just goes to stop the terrorist plot. But I was just like, that's such a, it's such a minimalist script. It was basically just, here's a Nick Cage action film, and that's it. It was just a a Nick Cage action film. But I'm just like, Mm. you could get such a good premise for a TV show out of that. That's an amazing premise for a TV show about a guy who can always look just a little bit into the future, just two minutes. There's an entire sequence where he literally pulls a heist and walks through an entire casino just walking around the FBI agents. Like, just, whenever they look left, he goes right. Whenever they look right, he goes left. And he just, like... Without without knocking anyone out, he just walks out of the casino, and all of the guys watching on cameras are going, "What the hell? Why aren't you guys looking at him? He's right there!" And then they turn around, and he walks behind them. <laughs> it's just, it's such a great idea, but they did it for this one-off Nicholas Cage film that came out 13 years ago that nobody remembers. Because
3: it's so Nicholas Cage. Your
0: really. synopsis of this movie immediately made me think this sounds just like a Philip K. Dick story. Which and one? I go on to yeah. Turns out it's based on yes. a Philip K. Uh, Dick Philip K. Dick uh-huh. story. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes me think, what if you were to get, well, have you guys seen the um, the show uh, Man in the High Castle? No. Yes, I have. So, I have. That was a great show. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you could easily, on any of his short Story or short novels, whatever length like they are, turn it into a TV show. So, yeah, yeah, Man
3: in the High Castle was actually solid. That yeah. was a
1: really, really good show.
0: I didn't understand the ending so, at all.
1: Was that the one I about, I haven't seen the ending. Was that the one with like Nazis taking over modern day stuff?
0: Uh, kind of, it's that you're thinking of the right one. It's a little Nazis more win World War II. That. I gotcha. Okay, yeah,
3: Nazis win World War II yeah. and then they conquer America and they split America yeah. between them and the Japanese. Yeah. And so, then, all kinds of crazy stuff happens, but then it turns out that there's a film from the from our world, the real right. world, that yeah. shows where the Nazis lost like they did in real history, yeah. and the Nazis don't want that film to exist because it gives people hope, and that's about as far as I got into it.
0: Yeah. Wait,
1: you're describing Wolfenstein
0: New Blood. Am, Am I? Very likely based or inspired by the novel Man in the High Castle.
1: Probably. I mean... Wolfenstein New Blood is kind of along the same lines except Nazis have like wizard powers and a moon base and also a base on Venus and it really gets stupid in the later sequels.
3: <laughs> they have they have a moon base on your penis? No, they have and a it...
1: moon base and a base on Venus. Oh, okay.
3: Yeah. Sorry, your audio, the, yeah, got... audio kind
1: of... No, yeah, the, the Nazis have invented <laughs> intergalactic travel in uh, Wolfenstein. It's um, It's weird. Strange, yeah, but no, like and yet somehow, and
3: yet somehow, still plagiarizing Phil K. Dick. Yes, I love
1: it. Yes, but no, like, I could right. I always thought that next could have been a much more interesting concept for a TV series. You could have entire seasons where he and the lady like are separated, or she starts to develop powers herself. It's sort of like, sort of like a low key superhero show without necessarily superheroes. It's just people who can see briefly into the future. Like, think think of an entire fight sequence where one character just knows every punch you're about to throw, and so it's just dodge, dodge, dodge. Gun comes out, dodge the bullet, dodge the bullet. Knife comes out, dodge the knife, dodge the knife. And, like, the entire time, he just does not get hit, but he also doesn't throw a punch at all. Just dodges the whole thing until finally Isn't the guy the just... Skywalker-Kylo yeah. Ren
0: lightsaber fight? That's what you're describing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but imagine yeah. but imagine like a 5-minute sequence where it's more more like choreographed than that. I just thought yeah.
0: that would be that would or be a Imagine cool if movie. both people could see 2 minutes in the future. How would that yeah. have been? Oh,
1: so now we're doing Sherlock Holmes the the Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes sequel.
0: Wait. I don't know if I ever saw the sequel. Oh. I liked the first one, but I Yeah,
3: there's a fight at the end where they're both basically like, oh, I'm going to do this. And then the guy's like, yes, but if you do this, then I'm going to do this.
1: Yeah, Moriarty and, they and Sherlock... have a
3: fight in their minds.
1: <laughs> yeah, Moriarty and Sherlock kind of just like... They basically choreograph an entire fight scene in their brains. And then when it comes down to the real fight scene... Um, I, I mean, spoilers. Do you care about spoilers about a 10-year-old film? Well, here's the thing. <laughs> It,
3: it, it plays out they, they play out the fight in their mind while simultaneously playing chess
1: yes <laughs> but then once something. the real fight actually happens sherlock kind of improvises something and uh easily wins the fight <laughs> Let's uh, just say that. Kind, it sort of brings it to a stalemate really because like mm. they
3: no, no 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 he wins that fight because if you remember at the very end of the movie remember what what happens
1: Yes, I do remember what happens at the very end of the film.
0: But Wait, I don't... Spoilers, by the way. You don't, care, you don't about... care if you don't care about
3: spoilers, then spoilers. Everybody listening to this. basically uh, Sherlock improvises an ending to the fight by just throwing them, throwing himself and the bad guy over a cliff. But he survives.
0: Is it so... a waterfall? Yes. Yeah. Isn't that actually the the plot of one of the stories? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's the
3: Reichenbach fall. Yes. Yeah. It is.
0: It's
2: exactly that. <laughs> That's that's totally a great spoiler there. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, I mean, anybody who's read a Sherlock, you know, anybody who's read Sherlock Holmes knows this story. But you know, <laughs> for the people who don't read Sherlock Holmes and haven't seen the movie, I didn't want to right. spoil it for those people. But I you know
0: that in the first sequel, they'd already go to like the last story or whatever. right. What? Yeah,
3: that's the thing that irritated me the most. It was like, why do you go to like the second story just because it's the most famous? Well, you could know, have. So
1: much. They had to introduce Moriarty because Moriarty's the most like bankable character in the Sherlock Holmes series, other than Sherlock Holmes. I don't think they had to do Reichenbach right away, but that's what they ended up doing.
2: I don't know. The sequel was okay. Great. Okay. Tangent. Can I just say, I hate, I hate, hate whenever like movies take serialized characters and villains and like, hey, we have to introduce and kill off the villain in the same movie just because we don't want to plan for a sequel. That stuff. Drives me crazy. I hate it when the Batman movies do it. I hate it when this does it. I just That kind of thing just always drives me up the wall. It's like, yeah. these villains should be fleshed out in more than what one movie can allow.
3: Yeah, it was <sighs> kind of, it's always been kind of stupid. That was one of the reasons why I love the Christopher Nolan Batman movies the most. Because they don't kill off the character. They don't kill, like, the first movie, they don't kill off Scarecrow. You know, and then no. the second movie, technically, they didn't kill off Joker. There was a plan to use Joker. Joker come back, but they were, yeah. You know, no, yeah, Joker they just died, died in real so life. so
2: much though. Though, yeah. more <laughs> than with Joker and Two-Face.
3: Then real life killed, real life killed the Joker. and
2: Well, yeah.
3: Yeah. So it's just kind of like, you know,
1: real life sucks. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and then there was the meth head Joker that showed up in the Suicide Squad. And he didn't die. No, he didn't. Mm. Oh, Probably wow. should have, though.
3: Although everybody wanted
1: him to.
2: yeah. And look at the Spider-Man movies. Same thing. Green Goblin, Doc Ock. um, You know, like, a a lot I mean, okay, Sandman left, given that. But, like, I'm just... Like, I think about... I'm talking about the Raimi series, just to be clear. Like, you know, you're not going to be able to set up a Spider-Verse or a Sinister Six kind of thing if you're going to kill off Doc Ock right away. You're going to kill off Green Goblin right away. I mean, okay, they brought back his kid, but still.
3: Yeah. they They do it a lot of the Marvel movies, too. Yeah. Like, I think, like, what was it? Like... Iron Man 1, they killed off the villain. Mm -hmm. Iron Man 2, didn't they kill off the villain in Iron Man 2? And then I think they killed off the villain in the Incredible
1: Hulk.
0: All right, so I... They killed uh, off
1: one of the villains in Incredible Hulk. They left another one open in case they ever want to use them again, but they haven't.
0: Yeah. Like, I
3: think every Marvel... Like, almost every... At least the introductory movies for each character, they kill off a villain.
2: I feel like I remember hearing somewhere that, like... One of the plot lines for Black Panther Two was gonna be that Killmonger didn't actually die or something. There may mis- yeah. that,
3: which makes absolutely no sense. No, and
2: completely and completely
1: derails the actual ending because Killmonger dying, saying you know I would I would rather die than, than have to you be know serve than be in prison. Yeah, that was that's kind of a big deal. You can't just be like, oh, by the way, he survived. It's like, well, that just kind of negates the mm-hmm. whole emotional impact of that film
2: now that character one movie that did i think did that well though homecoming spider-man homecoming having the vulture go to jail scorpion being in the jail it's like okay yeah we can kind of see something coming from this yeah
3: but that's clearly almost like it's almost like clearly an attempt by the studio to be like yeah we want to do a sinister six movie yeah and it's it's it almost it's like i would give them credit for not killing off the character if i knew for a fact they weren't trying to do a sinister six movie
2: also i apologize i realized i pretty much derailed that entire talk. I'll yeah yeah this. that's that's pretty much yeah <laughs> sorry wait so wait what what
1: what was your original idea again next turn it into oh, a yeah, TV yeah, yeah, show yeah.
3: <laughs> okay next 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 i was gonna say something about oh yeah there was also like a uh wasn't there a uh, a denzel washington movie Oh, Those Deja Vu. Here. Yes! Mm-hmm. I was like, I was trying to think of, like, I know there's a the Washington movie that's basically the exact same movie.
1: Deja Vu is fantastic, and it's one of my favorite examples of uh, filmmaking uh, of a movie that doesn't have a second act. That's fair. Yeah, no, it like...
3: It just kind of jumps straight to the act three.
1: Yeah, it goes from setup, like, the first hour is nothing but setup, and then just jumps right into the third act climax. Like, there's nothing else. It's just all set, yeah. It's cuz you know the 3 act structure of act 1 set up act 2 here's the b plot and the rising action and all that act 3 is the climax um act 1 lasts about an hour and then act 3 lasts about 30 minutes <laughs> it's just it's kind of amazing how there isn't really a second act in that film.
3: act 2 is the 30 seconds in between <laughs>
1: Act two is when he jumps back in time. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's that's act two. That's all of it. That's the entirety of act two.
1: By the way, spoiler alert, the movie Deja Vu starring Denzel Washington uses time travel.
3: Which is an incredibly difficult uh, trope to use, but still, it actually pulls it off effectively. You know, I, I, like would, that movie.
1: I would actually love to go on a quick tangent. I feel like um, more movies and TV shows especially should use time travel. Just like... By the way, we have access to this and not have it be a sci-fi show because I feel like time travel as a as a storytelling trope can be really fascinating, but it's almost always relegated to some sort of a science fiction show because we have to explain how it works, we have to explain all the, we have to explain the the minutia about it, we have to ex, we have to do the whole like temporal you know flux and whatnot, and oh we shouldn't be messing with all this, but there's there's a really good movie that uh, Marla showed me actually and I and I feel like this could also be made into a series. Uh, it's a movie called About Time. Wait, I'm trying. What's
3: to, it about? I, 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 time? Yeah,
1: what is it about? Well, it's about time. I've never heard of it. <laughs> it's I've uh,
3: never heard of it.
1: Okay, so it's Rachel McAdams and some British guy whose name I'm completely blanking on. Uh, but basically yes, but basically the guy is told on his I want to say 18th birthday by his dad. Uh by the way son, we can time travel. <laughs> just just kind of they spend an entire scene establishing it. We can time travel. Uh you have to be in a dark room, you have to like concentrate really hard and then you can go back to specific events within your timeline, but you have this ability once you turn 18. The guy, then they have a whole discussion Uh, you shouldn't use this for monetary value or for monetary gain because it's it's never going to get you anywhere Um, you should mostly use this to sort of better yourself and understand the cosmos and this sort of thing they spend like five minutes kind of establishing the rules and then the rest of the story is just about him living his life but he can also use time travel like he tries to go back in time And help his uh, sister deal with an abusive boyfriend. But upon doing so, it creates ripples of other events that happen. So he decides to just, okay, I'm going to undo that. And instead, I'm just going to, you know, be supportive of my sister and try and help her out after she deals with it. Uh, He goes back he goes back in time and meets Rachel McAdam's character and oh, she's wonderful and we get along really well. But then uh oh, he does time travel to help his friend and I never meet Rachel McAdam's character. Oh no. Except that then he figures out a way to meet her anyway, and they end up getting together and it's it, it's this kind of chaotic constantly changing and shifting and flowing perspective of just a guy going through his life. It's not necessarily one trope of you shouldn't mess with time travel it's just some dude sort of looking through his past, looking through his life and just understanding things better and I think it's a fascinating story that just so happens to use time travel. Time travel is not the like, we've invented time travel, let's take this to the government it's nothing like that, it's just like a dude living his life and then eventually realizing that he doesn't need all this sciency mumbo jumbo to sort of appreciate his life that sort of thing, you know? And I think, I always thought that would be kind of an interesting story idea to create an entire television series based around a character or multiple characters who can manipulate time but doesn't necessarily, but mostly, like, uses it to improve themselves as people, that sort of thing. Like like an organic story, like like what How I Met Your Mother was trying to do for the early seasons except also incorporate time travel in it.
3: I'll be honest with you, I hate every single one of those people that can time travel right now. I hate <laughs> all of them.
0: It's also uh, that the actor is General Hux from the Star Wars series. That's who oh, it was! God, I
1: remember I that now!
3: <laughs> now, I, now I definitely hate them. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that was you're gonna talk
3: You're going to time travel and you're not going to go back in time and prevent Donald Trump from ever becoming president or stop Hitler or, you know... He can set o- off some kind of nuclear can, weapon or one.
0: one he can only- Did you read that story that Matt Jacobson shared with us? Yes. Uh, our professor from, from college. He's he's a science fiction uh, aficionado. And there's one where um, I think, I wish I could remember the name of the story and probably find out here uh, when this is posted, huh? Um, but <laughs> it's like a message board of people who are time travelers. Yes. And have like a, a notification at the top saying like we know it's tempting but don't go back in time and kill hitler but yada 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 it's gonna break up the thing and this one guy's like you guys are so racist he's like everyone's like what are you talking about like, killing hitler would be like the opposite of race he's like yeah but like pol pot in cambodia killed however many more people and you never care about those people yep yeah. And, and then at the end of that one he goes he he goes back in time to kill Pol Pot and it turns out he was uh related to him so he ceases to exist. <laughs> Man, nice.
1: <laughs> See, that's the other problem is that wouldn't that create a paradox? Like you go back in time, you like you mess with the timeline and then oh, this person no longer exists. Well, now there's no reason sure. for you to go back in time. Yeah.
0: That's the classic Multiverse, right.
2: buddy.
3: Multiverse. That, that, see, that's that's that that's that BS that you're getting in too deep with it. It's just let <laughs> it be. it Makes sense. You went back in time. You killed Pol Pot You were related to Pol Pot Now you don't exist. It's clean. I like it. No, <laughs> no more questions. Just everybody. Everybody asking. Any, anybody asking any of that paradoxical bullshit should just get shouted down with, you know, just the just a, a horn like. With those Hans Zimmer bois horns <laughs> drowned it's out. It's like, yeah, but what about the paradox of bois Nerd! Nerd!
1: Shut up, nerd! Bwah!
2: Can I just say, I really like how Dragon Ball handled time travel and I think they handled it some of the best I've seen on TV and just leave it at that. What? Wasn't it? <laughs>
3: Wasn't that the multiverse idea? Wasn't that the one? Isn't that the idea where it's just like I go back
2: in time, but I can't actually change my own future? I just change a future. You just create a new timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And I really enjoyed it. Now, granted, they kind of screwed it up in Dragon Ball Super, but I don't want to get too much into that. It's not clean enough. Mm. It's like you go back in
3: time, you change the past, then you disappear. That's it. (laughs) That's how it could go. That's
1: how it disappeared. That's how Back to the Future did it. Yeah,
3: exactly. Back to the Future rules. (laughs) <laughs> but wait, no, I mean, didn't Avengers Endgame exactly say like that the Back Ball, to the Future rules perfect does time, perfect <laughs> oh, wait, time no, they travel, didn't. Rule. perfect time travel rules, Back to the Future rules, perfect time travel rules? But
1: Avengers Endgame actually made fun of it. They talked about how it. I'm just waiting for someone to say "blah" at this point. Nerd <laughs> blah.
3: <laughs> I was taking a sip of water. You caught me well was
1: <laughs>
3: Anyway, okay, where uh, is it? My turn? Yeah.
1: Like we've talked, we've talked about our ideas, Sean. What's yours?
3: Okay, I have several. Okay, so my first one was, um, uh, shoot, it, um, it's a video game. I wanted to see uh, Uncharted, but as like a television series, cool. like because obviously you see like the adventures that he had, like he has in the games, but I want to see like all the shit he did in in the middle, in the in between
1: times. So what you're saying is you want Firefly to come back for a th- second season? No, Firefly what? is Firefly what? is
3: not Uncharted not it's no, it no, no, it's not. just in space. No, it's not. The comic uh, section. Uncharted punch Unch- you in the face, Ian. <laughs> Un- Uncharted is is Tomb Raider meets Indiana Jones. Yeah, uh, uh, Firefly is nothing to know, do with that. Uh, is like, Hang on. it's like, is
1: like Clint Eastwood meets Luke Skywalker. Hang on, I gotta find, <laughs> I gotta find an old YouTube video that that uh, that corroborates what I'm saying here,
3: which. Ironically, it would be interesting. Clint Eastwood meets Luke Skywalker. I wonder what they were talking about. Like, like not, but but not like young Luke Skywalker. Like Clint Eastwood meets old Luke Skywalker. And I have a feeling that it would be an interest. You know what? There, there's, a, there's 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 that's a, that's my second idea. Clint Eastwood and and old Luke Skywalker move into an apartment together.
2: Would it be young Clint Eastwood or, like, Gran Torino Clint Eastwood?
0: Oh. Yeah, Gran Torino <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> I didn't know. It'd be even better if it's, like, a fistful of dollars Clint Eastwood. He's, like, real young or I don't actually know how old he was, but a lot younger. And then it's old man Luke. You That's know what? what I, I do any,
3: You know you what? Know, any combination of old Luke Skywalker and any age Clint Eastwood would probably be <laughs> But I specifically want to see Gran Torino, Clint Eastwood, and Old Luke Skywalker move into an apartment together, and it's kind of like the odd couple, but you know, like or grumpy old men. So, it's a I, television series of that.
1: So, so real quick, if if everyone wants to take a moment and watch, I just posted a YouTube video um, called "Hey Ash, What You Playing?" which is an old uh, video game se- comedy series from like mid two thousands. Um, they do an entire episode where they show all of the all of the correlations between Uncharted and Firefly and how very similar they are. I'm just saying, you gotta watch
2: that. Are you are you asking us to pause the podcast yes, recording seriously. to go watch a video and then come back to the podcast? I'm sorry,
3: we no. We don't have time for this foolishness. Again. We can fix it in post. It's fine. Got it, Ian. Besides, they're not. They're, they are not the same. Okay, Uncharted is just because Uncharted. Just because Nathan Drake in Uncharted has a similar personality to real-life Nathan Fillion... (laughs) <laughs> By the way, did it? Did
1: anyone see the Uncharted uh, short film that they made
3: with Nathan nope. Fillion? Just because Nathan Fillion is somewhat associated with Uncharted does not mean Do that... They
1: made an run? Uncharted Firefly. short film with Nathan Fillion. They did. That's it only because... So
2: what? He also played Captain Hammer. That doesn't mean <laughs> exactly. Dr. Horrible is part of the Uncharted Firefly multiverse
0: or something. Nolan <laughs> or North <laughs> and Nathan <laughs> Fillion are not the same person. You don't want to know. All right, all right, all right guys. I'll fill you in on whatever it is you want me to fill you in on. What is it? Wait, know? wait, what What? we what,
1: uh, what tangent did I force everyone into? <laughs> I don't
2: know.
3: I don't know what Nathan's talking about right now, but all I know fill is that. Fill you in. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, dear God.
2: Sean, you said you had a list. Shall we uh, to uh, another Jesus. item on the list? Sean, let's continue
3: down your list. Uh, I got a list too, and it's been we're, we've been going for a while. I can am i Jim, go, cause Nathan <laughs> just derailed me with this pun. Uh, I didn't even pun. hear what he said. I blame Jim. I said I the name. I said the name Nathan Fillion, and he goes and pulls that he needs to fill us in on something.
2: Oh, yeah. Nathan, yeah. <laughs> that's great. I'm that's both fantastic. proud and disappointed of you. That's fantastic. I'm happy. Oh, uh, oh so, God. Okay. So I didn't quite go into as much detail as you guys did. I kind of came up with like a good rapid fire list of like, here are things I would love to see as a show. Okay. Um, for example, and I'm honestly surprised Ian didn't say this. I would love to see a Magic the Gathering Planeswalker show. No. Because there's a lot of story in those cards. No. That's actually I don't care. No. Um, uh-uh. I want to I see that. I, I will, I will, I will
1: gladly it. go on a tangent as to why that would fail.
2: I Ian, would... we don't have five hours. <laughs> yeah. uh, second thing... Um, Mega Man. Now, there's been a few series, but the, uh, the Archie comic series that, that was put on hiatus, quote-unquote, a while back, actually was a really good storyline that really fleshed out the world, and I would love to have seen that done as a cartoon. I think that would have been a, a really good video game to comic to TV transition, I think, would have done well. Um, <laughs> I am going to assume not, none of you have read those comics, because I'm such a geek.
3: Nope. I only read the Sonic the Hedgehog comics. I didn't read the Mega Man one. Which
2: had crossovers, for the record um third um i don't know how many of you guys are dc comic readers but i would okay this is something that i think is too long for a movie too short for a tv series maybe like a mini series kind of thing sure i would love to see blackest night either animated right. or acted probably animated interesting.
1: honestly but okay
2: okay the i the did not hear what Ian said
1: i said interesting no yeah um, that that's the That would, yeah, that would be interesting, actually. For
2: those of you who haven't read it, Blackest Night greatly expands on the Green Lantern Corps uh, storyline, essentially, bringing in the other members of the uh, light um, emotional spectrum, uh, as well as uh, going into Brightest Day and bringing in the, um, essentially, giant spirit beasts that represent each of the... Powers of the Rings. Uh, Parallax is the big one people know of, the yellow one that possessed Hal Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, as well as the other ones for the different uh, members and the different order, uh, Lantern Corps. Really an, an immense story. Brings back a lot of characters that were killed off in DC and having them deal with, oh my god, th- my wife, husband, baby, girlfriend, whatever, uh, is now back as a zombie mm-hmm. through the Black Lantern Corps. Great storyline. I highly recommend looking into that if you haven't. Um, and also Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, n- no, because you have to be dead. No.
3: No. 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 Cause, oh. No. No. no, t- no cause see, because Tupac is dead, but he got the power of the Black Lantern <laughs> ring. Because when he died, as soon as he died, the Black Lantern ring found him and said, "Tupac, you are the dopest, blackest motherfucker on face of the planet Earth, and we are gonna bring you back to life. So you can, you put on this black ring right here." So Tupac
1: is in charge of death now. Two. T- Tupac is the leader of the Black Lantern Corps because he's the blackest motherfucker alive But that means he's in charge of death exactly <laughs> okay. All right, he's, he's, He was he was ready to die.
3: This is the name of his fucking album He was ready to die. He was they ready to happy. die because he knew exactly what was gonna happen He's gonna put on that black lantern ring <laughs> and he was, he was gonna rule He was gonna rule the Black Lantern
1: Corps. He's cuz he's the blackest motherfucker alive. I wrote this song a long time ago a real, a long, real long time ago, time ago. <laughs> He wrote the song in '94. <laughs> <laughs> the Dear <last> Chappelle.
2: <laughs> Sorry. La- the, Chip, was... the last thing I have on my list, and I'll I'll, I'll be done. Um, for those of you who don't know, I am a huge Doctor Who nerd Woo. to the extent that I have gone beyond the show and been reading books and listening to audio dramas. There I are some out there.
0: A really good TV show. You're right, Jim. That, there are. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm being legit
2: serious, Nathan. There are some stories that. I'm amazed they they haven't tried to adapt or whatnot. Um, uh, The Eighth and Sixth Doctors especially, they get shafted as far as movie and TV shows go, but audio adventures, phenomenal. There are some great ones that bring back David Tennant and Catherine Tate for you 10th Doctor fans out there. Torchwood essentially has a season five in the form of the audio dramas. There's audio dramas uh, around Jack's background, River Song. There's even stories on Winston Churchill after the Doctor's adventures with him. like. There's some crazy cool stories out there that I wish that they would turn into the TV shows or find a way to carry on. Um, so I highly recommend people look into those. Okay, so I'm 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 confused. Isn't Doctor Who already a TV show? See, he you were listening to Nathan. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm saying there are stories out there that don't exist in the TV show. This I'm is like an expanded
0: universe. This is another uh, instance of the the fly movie turning into the opera turning into the movie kind of thing.
2: <laughs> Fair not... enough, or or like imagine you know people who say that you know the Star Wars expanded universe. You no, know, why do we not get? Why do we get no Mara Jade Skywalker mm-hmm. making her a movie? That's kind of something I like going to the expanded universe, saying, "Hey, this should be made into TV show material along with the stuff that's out there." That's how I was getting out with that. Mm-hmm.
1: There is a lot of Doctor Who audio dramas like that that sort of just touch on uh, just other characters that are not the Doctor, but also there are audio dramas that touch on doctors that are a bit too old to show on tv now but hey their voices sound the same so we can get the fourth doctor and the angels now, to,
2: to to be fair, they did that didn't stop Peter Davison back in, what, 2008, 10. 2009? Nine. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they've been doing, uh, they have a series made a few years back called Mo- uh, Classic Doctors, uh, Modern Monsters, something like that. I can't remember exactly, yeah. uh, where they put, like, the 4th and the 8th Doctors up against the and Narada, mm. the 5th Doctor against the Weeping Angels, like, lots of, you know, what if these old Doctors met these newer uh, enemies, things like that, which is fantastic, I highly mm. recommend it.
3: And what if all the all the old doctors got together and fought Thanos for the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet? Infinity Doctor Who's.
1: <laughs> I've actually thought about that—a similar thing before. What would have happened if, say, for example, one of the Doctors, let's just say, for example, the Tenth Doctor or something, uh, came to Earth in New York in 2015 and it got ran- bit by a radioactive spider? I know it
3: would no. be <laughs> no, 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 no.
0: <laughs>
1: How dare you?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I knew exactly where you were going with this. You and have... then another one of the doctors could go into an experimental facility in Las Vegas and get hit by gamma rays and turn into a big giant green rage doctor. I know,
1: it's just perfect. I'm just thinking, because the doctor... doctor... H- Dr. Hook. Hook. The, now, the, the <laughs> problem with the doctor is that he always finds a way to sort of weasel his way out of stuff. I'm just curious how he... Wish... Yeah. He he always doctor uses, problem doctor who how is that a problem? Because is... there's there's always a way for the doctor to solve to solve whatever issue he's in within ninety within forty five minutes or ninety minutes.
2: Well that's just TV in general. But I mean he doesn't always win. But I have a really good idea. He I'm
3: goes curious how the time doc... and befriends a German scientist who then injects him with a serum that turns him into a big giant you know, a uh, big giant man with the strength of ten men.
1: Kilgrave. I was wondering what would happen Spangly if the doctor Coster. went up against Kilgrave.
3: <laughs> doctor Who against Kilgrave.
2: Oh, he wants know. David Tennant versus back David Tennant. That's all it
1: is. Okay. <laughs> I no, That's what, That was what the buildup was for. I, I'm just curious what what would happen if the doctor went up against Kilgrave. Would he be resistant to the whole you have to do everything I say thing?
2: I mean, it depends on how they want to write it. On the one hand, they could make it so that he he isn't, and he has to find a workaround for that. They could also do the whole timey-wimey shtick, where it's like, no, he's such a complicated temporal event that it's like his mind cannot be controlled in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. They play around with like psychic powers with the doctors in various ways over the years. And it's Midnight. kind of uncertain. Midnight. David Tennant versus David
1: Tennant. Mm, fair. <laughs> yeah but okay so i've actually um got a couple of ideas that have sort of popped into my head as time has gone on i could go on a quick rant about why the magic the gathering television series would be a bad idea but I have we're a not much... gonna do that okay <laughs> then i have a much yeah, more all that i have a much more interesting uh idea the scp foundation
2: No. Yes. God, I hate when he does this. Okay, go ahead. I love
1: the SCP Foundation. Who knows what the SCP Foundation
2: is? I'm hearing you talk about it ad nauseum. (laughs) This is on the nauseum.
3: Well, okay. Well, the problem with that is that there's no, like, general agreed upon centralized story. There's just, you know, everybody, you know, everybody just it's 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 crowdsourced it's a crowdsourced story
1: well yeah that is, that is the biggest issue and is why SCP has always had difficulty trying to adapt to a different medium is that it's all under creative commons like to be able to get the the rights to be able to do scp stories there are three there are. i mean at minima i think there's more but three thousand different scps and each one is written by a different author like i don't think it's three thousand different authors but it's probably hundreds of different authors and trying to get the rights to do an entire series based off of that is stuff that people have tried and failed because you have to get the rights from thousands of different authors
3: Plus isn't SCP one like eight different things written by eight different people?
1: I mean it's written by hundreds of different people. There's it's No, a... I mean no,
3: I mean just like one SCP, like SCP one is written by like eight different people because it's eight different things.
1: Um, I... Haven't you ever, you've never read SCP one? Zero Zero One. I remember Zero Zero One wasn't written for the longest time, and then they finally came up with one and I can't remember what it was offhand. I'm specifically talking about like uh, the the like one oh six the 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 dude who can walk through walls. Uh... Yeah,
3: yeah, I, I, I'm aware. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. SCP one basically, uh, or maybe it's zero. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, the whatever is the first SCP is basically got turned into like eight different entries, and the whole premise is that uh, the real one, whatever the real one is, is actually being hidden. Hmm. So it's like. We'll, we'll show you all eight of these. And I guess you just have to pick which one you think is the real one. But we're not going to tell you which one is actually the
1: real one. Hmm. Nathan, I think you're muted. Are you? I, I don't Probably know. No, can you he's, yeah, he, we can, he's been there. He's oh, just okay. hasn't said anything. Okay. Uh, I was just making sure because I it looked like Nathan was talking at one point. You can't hear me, right? Yeah, yeah. I can hear you.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just asking you to uh, explain because I, I pulled up the wiki. I was un- oh, unaware of this SCP thing.
1: So okay, for a brief rundown for those who don't know, and for Nathan, um, the SCP Foundation was originally created uh, from a 4chan thread of people sharing creepy images and creating like government um a government database based off of where these creepy images come from and so what they are is just a bunch of like essentially uh it's like a a government agency that catalogs supernatural things they can be a they can be a giant stone statue that only moves when you're looking at it they invented the weeping angels before dr who by the way um there's a there's a man who can walk through walls and whenever he touches you your entire body like disintegrates and whatnot there's a bunch of creepy ones but it's there's a bunch of just random supernatural ones like there's a cat who depending on how the cat feels about you will either turn you into another cat to play with or turn you into a tiny mouse and eat you there's a toaster that can only be referred to in the third person Or no in the first person so whenever you're talking about the toaster it's like hello i am scp number blah blah blah. i am a toaster and so whenever someone's describing the toaster they can only describe it in that way um and the idea is that there's thousands of these supernatural entities that have been cataloged on this website but really they're just people who are finding um creepy pictures online and coming up with backstories as to what this is supposed to be where it comes from why it exists and the supernatural elements
2: that are about it and, it's... and here's a question for it's you like, on that uh, so are are you thinking are you picturing this more as something like a, a modern day version of um are you afraid of the dark st- type of storytelling or this more like a black mirror kind of thing or something more like stranger things where it's one complete narrative with all these things kind of involved or is it uh, like have... x files
1: uh, I, I'm thinking more along the lines of like X Files or Warehouse 13. If anyone's ever watched Warehouse 13, it's yeah. ba- Warehouse 13 is basically the closest we've ever come to an actual SCP series. But it was more lighthearted, goofy, and and, and comical. I wanted. To, I was thinking of something that was more creepy and supernatural. Like the only thing that we've actually had that is a media, I'm using air quotes here, a media type thing was a video game called SCP Containment Breach where you're actually inside the SCP Foundation when a containment breach happens and all the SCPs break out at the same time and you have to figure out a way to get out of the entire Foundation without getting killed by the random supernatural monsters yourself. That's the closest we've ever gotten to someone actually creating a narrative around it. But there's... Uh... Not really.
3: There was a recent video game. I don't know if you heard about this one.
1: SCP Containment okay. Breach.
3: No, it's called Control.
1: Oh, yes! Control! I forgot about that. I completely forgot... Yeah, no, Control is basically... Control is actually probably...
3: I, I would say Control is much closer.
1: Yeah, Control is basically the SCP... It's basically an SCP game without actually being called SCP. Yeah. And SCP yeah. stands for Secure, Contain, Protect. I just, like... It's such a fascinating universe they've created about this gigantic government-run warehouse that just deals with supernatural entities. But the biggest issue is, because it's written by hundreds of different people, getting the rights to try and adapt it into a movie or a screenplay or a television series is a nightmare. Like, people have tried to make books about it and they still can't quite figure out all the logistics because it's like, who do we pay royalties to what if some people say no what if some people say yes where did the original you know story come from that sort of thing
0: nathan what was your question i think you kind of answered it my original question was just you know oh i know what you're saying so i was going to say this reminds me very heavily of like creepypasta Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, i think it started as
3: a creepypasta yes
2: honestly I would totally watch a show that's like a mod- like I was saying, or like a modern day, like Are You Afraid of the Dark, about creepy pastas, only if one, it had the same level of of intensity as something like Black Mirror, mm-hmm. and two, if they're gonna, you know, create these creatures that only exist in the in the text in our minds or in single images, it would have to be done very well. Like, yeah, I, I would like I would like to see like uh, Stranger Things style, because yeah. like the way they do the creatures in Stranger Things, something like that I think would look really
0: good. I don't that's know cool. how we feel about. Plugging other podcasts, and I suppose uh, if we like, them. Care. If we like um, them, like them. Well, there's a, a podcast called Creepy, which no, is no. Fuck like... those guys! Now, kidding! I'm kidding! I'm kidding! <laughs> i <laughs> even heard of them. I you actually knew them. And was like, so I was like, uh oh. No, I'm kidding. Jim. I'm I'm sure y'all are great. Also, the views is of this Jim the...
3: do not reflect the views of the JCU trip <laughs> and JCU podcast.
1: By the way, <laughs> is this the first time we've swore on the podcast?
2: I'm pretty. Uh, sure. Did I drop I our saying, first f bomb? Did I drop <laughs> our first f <laughs> bomb? No, F-bomb?
3: I'm pretty sure I did earlier when I said that Tupac was the blackest motherfucker alive. Oh, there it is. Touche.
0: <laughs> Touche. Well, if you don't like swearing, uh, and you learned this like two hours into our second episode, <laughs> you shouldn't listen to the first one either. Well,
1: I, I'm just like it, it's not about liking swearing or not. It's about the whole like whether or not we'll be.
0: He's he's worried
3: about YouTube algorithms
1: and also well, about we're
3: whether we're, not... we're we're deep into the episode at this point, so it's not actually a problem. Just right. make it's sure only YouTube with the first we're thirty seconds.
2: Targeting kids. That's all you gotta do. Well, yeah, but well, also I think by, by sure. using
3: foul language, we can make sure that YouTube knows that we're not targeting children.
1: <laughs> right, but also like mon- like uh. We might have to change the podcast to a mature podcast now, which I didn't label it as. But you know, Well, that's of... fair. I mean, just we are very
0: immature. Yeah. I mean, you could just beep it out and uh, post. Fix it and post.
1: Yes, because you always love to hear someone say fix it and post.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Ian, fix it and post, damn it.
0: <laughs> well, Ian, do you have any more to say on the SCP Foundation? I like, Ad- I like
1: the SCP Foundation. Oh, I think they're cool.
0: All right. Well, I actually had a real suggestion. Oh, I, uh,
1: what? Cuz Not
0: min- that I'm saying that Minsex uh the adaptation <laughs> of <the, laughs> Minsex min- was solid Jekyll bloom.
3: I still agree that Minsex is a solid idea and that we should actually try to make that, but go ahead 2 thumbs your up. Idea. But, <laughs> 2 thumbs up.
0: But um my uh sincere adaptation and if you guys know me, I've probably recommended this series of books before can you guess uh, yeah oh, is it the, the dark books? tower yeah my favorite series of books is the dark tower series uh by stephen king and if i were to like describe it in a sentence imagine lord of the rings meets the good the bad and the ugly as written by stephen king it's Wasn't just, that
2: going to be made into a show? It was. Erdbeck, it yeah, or... So
0: it's got a whole, like, so in 2005 or six. J.J. Abrams was going to make a TV show version of it. Ooh. He eventually gave up on it, and then Ron Howard came on board, and he <laughs> had the idea of making um, a trilogy of movies with, a uh, you know, an uh, interceding couple seasons of a TV series, and eventually he yeah. gave up on it. And then Danish the Danish director... What's that, Sean? Oh, no, go ahead. This Danish director um, who had made like a like an Oscar-nominated Danish movie came on board, and he directed the movie version uh, starring Idris Elba and uh, Matthew McConaughey, which was actually, it was bad. But it wasn't as bad as everybody <laughs> says it was. It was. No, it wasn't. It was kind of mediocre. And it was I just think bland. the actors were good. I think they think- had some cool visuals. I also feel like they tried to cram too much into the movie and, uh, but before they even released the movie, they already had the showrunner come on board to make the TV series that would um, coincide with it.
3: Now, and was the TV series supposed to follow the movie or was so it supposed originally, to just be yes. like the original? Originally, it was-, it was
0: supposed to be a direct sequel to the movie, but the movie bombed. And so it became a reboot. And the one of the showrunners from The Walking Dead, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name is Glyph. Look them up. Um made like made a pilot for it, and they were um, pilot was picked up by Amazon, but then when they watched the pilot wound up canceling the series. Oh,
1: uh, that's was the pilot bad?
0: Well, here's the weird thing. So no one knows. I know a person who saw the pilot, and he told me personally that it was phenomenal. Okay. And apparently Bear McCreary. The composer for um, Battlestar Galactica, The Walking Dead, and the recent Godzilla King, the Monsters wrote a a score to the pilot, including songs, which I don't really understand. I guess there are some songs in the the books. Um, There's like, Galcrow Flies in the books by ZZ Top, and so is um, Hey Jude by the Beatles. What? What A weird series of books. (laughs) Um, So anyway... um, that got canceled and so now there is currently no adaptation in the works he's okay, hoping true. to shop it that's that showrunner is hoping to shop it to another platform but who knows
3: two things if you don't know who bear McCreary is number one he's uh basically the composer that also did uh agents of shield and he also did the music for the god of war game
2: yeah i have love that, that, that soundtrack game. it's really good mm-hmm.
3: so that's one thing he's awesome two i feel like they probably canceled the series probably because of their deal to make lord of the rings
0: well here's hmm. the thing so they have a, they had three fantasy series deals they had lord of the rings one which is a prequel series like in the second age or something which i'll watch uh-huh. it i hope it's good i don't know if it will be then they also have a wheel of time adaptation which uh-huh. is um another fantasy series i read it uh, a couple of the books back when i was like 13 didn't like them then i actually have. The first one on my to-read list to see if I like it more now, because I want to read it, reread it before the show comes out. Mm-hmm. And they had the Dark Tower series, so it's not like the like we're thinking we're only going to do one fantasy series. They're already doing multiple fantasy series. Well, no, that's
3: not my, uh, that's not what I was contending. My contention was that because of the fact that it came out that Lord of the Rings was probably going to be the most expensive television series ever made, that they probably just didn't have the money.
0: Hmm. Maybe. But they're also doing an adaptation of the Chinese novel, The Three-Body Problem. And apparently Amazon is investing a billion dollars into a season of that, which sounds like that's also a That sounds insane.
1: A billion dollars?
0: Yeah, there's a similar amount
3: going into The Lord of the Rings. So yeah, that doesn't surprise me.
0: I don't know that for sure. I read that and this is complete hearsay, but that is what I read. I've heard that book's really good though, Hmm. so... Maybe it's worth a billion dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah FYI, no, they're,
3: they're, they're putting a lot of money into because the, they're trying to, you know, bolster their uh, their uh, streaming. So they're trying to win the streaming war. Yeah, like everybody else.
1: Yeah, mostly because every other company decided, oh, Netflix is making a bunch of money. We're just going to charge them uh, zillions of dollars to be able to show our show. That way, we can make our own streaming service. And nobody wants to sign up for nine streaming services. Especially not CBS All Access. Nobody mm. nobody wants that. I don't care how good the Star Trek series is. I really want to see screw, the Star Trek series. Screw them. <laughs> so we are coming up on an hour, guys. Just FYI.
3: Okay. So, Sean, did you
2: have some other things on your list?
3: Uh, for, let's see. Oh, yeah. I did have one last thing was... Uh, uh, I don't know if any of you ever read or heard of or saw the Percy Jackson movies.
0: Yep,
2: I teach middle schoolers. I'm aware of those. <laughs> yeah. So
3: I want to I want to see, see that as a television series because I feel like that would be way more effective as a television series than it was as they tried to make movies and that was just dumb. I, I knew it like as soon as they started. Mm. I want to see a television series of that, and I also want to see a television series of uh, oh god, Artemis Fowl. Mm. They're making a movie. Yeah, I know they're making a movie, but it is literally completely off base from the books. Yeah, like that. Like that. I haven't seen backlash from a tr- movie trailer like that since Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're making a sequel like to that. Oh yeah. The, back,
3: the backlash for this Artemis Fowl trailer is 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 phenomenal. I haven't seen people, like, everybody's coming out of the woodwork. It doesn't even matter who you are. It's like, you got people coming out of the woodwork because they're racist. You got people coming out of the woodwork because... They're sexist. You have people coming out of the woodwork because they like the books and the books are not being properly represented. It's like, you've got both legitimate and illegitimate reasons and everybody's coming after this movie.
2: Maybe we should just stop turning books into movies and just (laughs) let HBO turn them all into shows. Then everybody can be happy. Does anyone remember...
3: We should just stop making movies and just make all television shows because, I mean, mean, let's be real, nobody's going back to a movie theater anytime soon. Mm. Does anyone
1: remember Mm. A Wrinkle in Time? <laughs> that was made into a movie and nobody saw it. <laughs> yep.
2: What movie was that? Oh, in time. time.
0: I read that the whole book series when I was a kid. And I loved them. Uh, I didn't know that, a that was time. a series. I thought it was a single book. No, there was a <laughs> Wrinkle in time, a Wind in the door, mm-hmm. um, and then there's like a spinoff where they go to the Bible age. Let me look up the books.
2: <laughs> I you gonna see. And then there was a spinoff where they go to the Bible. <laughs> well. Oh, speaking I, of the Bible, that was my other. That
0: was one another idea. <laughs>
3: Uh, no 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 seriously Uh, uh, um did did you ever see did you ever see the movie book of eli yeah i want to see like a sequel television series starring like mila uh, kunis's character because like remember at the end of the movie at the end of the movie book of eli where like spoiler alert eli dies well yeah (laughs) And mila kunis's character is basically sent out into the world with like her own bible Mm -hmm. and like you know all of like you know, Eli's weapons and stuff, and now she's got to go make her way in the barren wasteland that is the world. And I'm like, I want to see a television series of her just basically being a badass in the wasteland.
2: Sort of like Terminator spawning into Sarah Connor Sarah Connor Chronicles kind of thing? Kind of, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sarah
1: Connor Chronicles.
2: That was
3: pretty was, good. That was kind of a solid TV series, yeah. I think. Lena Headey you know, is always, is always
0: yeah, good. Yeah. I'd just like to point out that two Game of Thrones actresses portrayed uh, Sarah Connor.
3: Yeah, Lena Heaty and uh,
0: yes,
1: <laughs> yes, I, that's right. Uh, Genesis was terrible.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I haven't watched it either. How many movies come out came after that because I haven't watched them. After
3: Genesis, knew. just one, yeah, just one. the one, just the newest one that starred uh, Linda Hamilton is uh, Sarah Connor again.
2: I haven't seen a single Terminator movie since Terminator 3. I that was in for You were wise well, to do Terminator so. 3. That's <laughs> fine, that's perfectly fine. <laughs> that was almost. I almost went back just for Matt Smith, and I'm like, no, I, I just can't. It's not worth it. it yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I heard. I heard early
3: in it. He's barely <laughs> in it, and what's not? It's no. Like I, I, I've seen that movie twice. Once because I just saw it, and then the second time because I was like that movie can't not have been as bad as I remember it being. <laughs> Let me watch it again. And I was like, oh God, this really is
1: worse than I remember it being. It's like, there's um, there's like 1.5 good Terminator films. It's 1.5? Yeah, there's about 1.5 good yeah, Terminator there's films. There's
3: Terminator 2, and then like Terminator 1... Like most of the Terminator 1, and then the rest are garbage. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I'm curious though. Like, what is the point five of this? Why not just two? Like, because I can't,
1: like, I've seen the original Terminator, and I guess it was fine for an 80s action film. I just feel like it doesn't hold up as well nowadays. And Terminator 2 is just a rather solid action film, but um, it's about it. I'll <laughs> now, have to
2: rewatch the first one because I don't remember too much. I-, I know I saw it, but yeah, so, I it's okay
1: terminator. for an 80s action film i just i don't think it holds up as well today and i think people are going to be mad at me for that opinion because a lot of like hardcore sci-fi nerds are just like "Ah, oh, the original terminator is the best and i have and i just it's okay it's fine.
2: Well, it was <laughs> also more of like a sci-fi thriller, wasn't it? Yeah. Of a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, it
3: was more of a her, horror, movie. like sci-fi horror movie. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's kind yeah. of like the difference between Alien and Aliens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, yes. I mean, it
3: is Cameron, so you know, it makes Cameron,
1: sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, James Cameron didn't do the original Terminator, did he? He did mm, one I and think? two. He did oh, really? one and two. Oh, okay. I thought he yeah. just did two. Yeah, because uh, one, yeah,
3: one had two of Aliens. Yeah. One is like definitely his style. Mm. Well, you can you can you can feel that, you know that you this kind really of. You can really
0: feel that that was made by the same guy who did Piranha Two. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I think we're done. All right, all right, well, all right. I'll call it. Fellas, this is a good one. All
3: right, well, I'm gonna call it, and that has been yet another episode of the Just Catching Up podcast. And now, ladies and gentlemen, you are all caught up. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in and you could be listening to any podcast in the world but you're here with us and we appreciate that and yes that was a jay-z reference i want to thank <laughs> our good friend nathan for providing our theme songs and our intro and outro music you can please check out his website at NathanTownscomposer.com. i think i got that right let me t- tell me if that's right nathan got it yeah. all right nathan Towns, check him out please his music is epic and that's why we use it for our themes <laughs> right now so uh for each and every single one of us i want to thank you so uh we're gonna sign off right here and thanks for tuning in uh everybody say bye bye Bye-bye. bye all right we guys will check you next episode have a good one